I'm ready if you're ready. Is everyone ready? We're going to get started with Jordan right here, just posing. posing I thought that's with... what was happening. No. It's oh. not... <laughs> I was like, let me let this ride. This looks funny. I thought that's what was happening. Sorry. I, sh- I should have I let, let it see how long it would go for. <laughs> the, whole, the whole hour. <laughs> I'm just checking, watching the Yankees game. Yeah. He's still just posing. Uh, well, what up, Jordan? Hello. So, I'm uh, not sick. He's not sick anymore. I'm Jordan sick. is back. Jordan yeah. is back here. He played sick for the episode for the high five cholo dogs. Yeah. Uh, et cetera, really et cetera. Sick. Yeah, I was like, dude, I think you're a bit I thought you were bitching out. No, I was so the weekend before, I think it was Labor Day, right? Or two weeks before was Labor Day. When is Labor Day? Beginning of September. We were in Vegas. And then we came home and like had the Orlando City Championship game for the US Open Cup and then UCF and just not getting the rest you need from Vegas. Ah, so it was like that kind of sickness. Yeah, well, you know, I had a cold. <laughs> um, and then Saturday and Sunday, I think I just went out like and just hung out all day with my friends. And then I started feeling really sick Sunday. And then Monday was sick. And then Tuesday, we're supposed to record. I'm like, I can't do it because that Thursday I flew to Chicago or that Friday I flew to Chicago. After. Yeah, after the podcast, so I needed to be better for Chicago, and I was. So thanks, but Chris covered for me, and you guys had a very good podcast. And now here's the other side of it. Chicago got prioritized over me. Yes, it did. Yes, nice. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I want to be very Classy. clear hey, here. Everyone, Peter is second to, to Chicago. Chicago. It was like Chicago yellow card, My Chemical Romance. There's a music festival out there. My, Jimmy Eat World. My buddy uh, saw My Chemical Romance in Hollywood. South Florida. Oh, nice. and They were just there. Yeah, they were not just there. Like, what, two weeks, ago. weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, He was wearing the, the ghost. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. He was dressed up like a old woman from, like, the 40s on stage. It was weird. Was that before he they were in Florida or after? Because I feel I, like my buddy showed me that video because I was like, why was he in a, yeah. a, a Casper outfit? And he's like, look, he was also, like, a chick in Ch- this Yeah, one. He, he he changes outfits. Gerard Way is his name. It's it's an interesting thing that he does. Yeah, if you got that kind of money and you're just performing, people are going to pay it. I'd I think probably just do some weird fun. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever fun I hey, – I'm in. I'm whatever in. fun I want to do, yeah. So, all right, Jordan, well, tell, tell us kind of – because Chris talked about how you got started up with the ESPN side. Yeah. Uh, how did you even get from that – why did you even want to leave that? Why did I want to leave television? Wow. Okay. Huh. Um, I was mentally and physically exhausted. Yeah. So, yeah. I Once the ESPN show was canceled, uh, CBS... What show, what show was it? It was called ESPN New Road Trip. Uh, CBS did a similar show called Tailgate Fan, and they picked me up for that. But instead of getting all access to the college, et cetera, et cetera... You just were there for two days, you know, talking about tailgating. Very different show, very different lifestyle. And it was like a 24-hour turnaround. Like, you fly in, you fly out. And I wasn't used to that. And that was even worse. And I just didn't like that show. And and I had an agent. And he's like, they're going to try to get you to write things. They're going to try to get you to produce. Don't do any of it. And they were kept trying to do it. So it was kind of miserable. And what, what, Why did they say not to do that? Because I'm not going to pay for that. Ah, yeah, I'm getting so paid just, to host a show. Do extra work. Right. There's it. like like it's basically how like television works in like that regard. They hire an outside company to produce the show. They're trying to save as much money as they can. They're like, you're the young kid, you gotta produce. Well, my agent says I don't. And then it just causes just a just lot like of problems. Drama. Yeah, like I was on a phone call with like the producer and he's like, Hold on, buddy. And I was like, What the fuck did you just call me? 
<laughs> like, no, I'm not your buddy. Like, this is not how this is gonna work. Yeah, I've never had a buddy say, "Hold on," like that. <clears throat> I actually ended up. Uh, we we. I was contracted for 12 episodes, and on the 10th episode, we landed in Indianapolis. And our car, there's no reservation for the car. It's been canceled. And I'm just like, of course it is. And I text my agent what's going on. And uh, he's like, all right, well, call the hotel. Make sure you didn't cancel that. I'm like, all right, call the hotel. Canceled. We're like, what's going on? So he goes, hold on. I'm in the CBS building. Let me go to the floor where your show is produced from. And there's no one there because they've all been let go. And, and you got you're just no on one the road. So they canceled everything about our show except they didn't tell us. <laughs> so after that, <laughs> they I was, canceled the hotel room and the car rental and said they, they fuck didn't, the person. They did not tell the host of, of the show. Yes. So uh, I uh, after that I was like, oh wow, I'm I just don't want to do television anymore. Jeez. Yeah. And then so. Was that all? And then was there a gap in between that and this? Yes. So I ended up actually being a scuba diver at the aquarium under the Orlando Eye. I just was like, where can like I? Like a mermaid? Yes. But I was a scuba diver, but just like not a, not quite a mermaid. Uh, I was like, where can I just not be around people? And I'm like, in the ocean. And so I went to a fake ocean. And I really enjoyed that job. That was a little, really peaceful. And then... Um, yeah, I went uh, after I was working there for like seven, eight months. And then uh, I was like, all right, maybe I'll get into production again. And so I, I called Golf Channel and they hired me over there. Uh, like I was like the lowest of the low production associate over at Golf Channel when I started. And it was so funny. I'm like verified on Twitter. I have all these followers. And they're like, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm just a guy restarting my TV career and quickly got promoted and then uh, left that company and um, kind of took the gear off after I left Golf Channel. And realized I wanted to work in advertising, and uh, one thing led to another, and here we are now. Well, how, so wait, how do you even think of, hey, let me just do advertising now? Um, I wanted to create video. I wanted to direct. Like, I love directing. And I uh, was working as a creative at Wall Street, like, helping with their events, helping with their graphics, helping with social media, like, coming up with, uh, like, I was in charge of the big chair. So I was the curator for the Orlando Big Show for like three and a half years. And like the guys over there at Wall Street kind of just let me do whatever the hell I wanted. And then would get mad at me, but they loved me. So they weren't too mad at me when I'd mess up, which was nice. Uh, so when I was at Wall Street, I was like, hey, let's make a social media commercial for Orlando City coming up. Let's use Heineken. And he's like, all right, all right. And then I text my buddy who was King, who was in charge of Kingston at the time, the Orlando City mascot. I'm like, can I use Kingston for this Heineken commercial? And he, not realizing that it wasn't a real Heineken commercial, <laughs> was like, yeah, we'll get the mascot over there. So Wall Street was like, hey, if Heineken and Orlando City get mad about this, like, we're going to tell them that we had nothing to do with it. I'm like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> They're not going to get mad at you. So we make this commercial. Uh, like I get like seven or eight friends to be in it. The mascot's in it. We do this whole thing. And I like tell everyone I know, I'm like, tag Heineken, <laughs> comment on this Instagram post, just blow it up. So Heineken saw it. Uh, Orlando City saw it. And Heineken uh, met with Wall Street, and they're like, what is this? And we want to talk to the guy. And they ended up loving it, and they hired me to do another commercial. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I was so like, like, where's this going to go? Like, yeah. you sued or what? Yeah, so I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I love it. And I got more into the beer world, and I, lo- I realized that, like, I not only do I like the video stuff, I like doing activations. And an activation is like – if you're in Times Square and there's a giant, you know, rock and it's glowing and it's promoting like a movie called Alien, like that's an activation, like doing fun 
in-person entertainment like stuff like our activation like i want to create an activation company well there are like five of them and they're like the best in the world so i'm like all right well i'll just stick with normal advertising and uh got a few clients hired a couple of buddies to help me out and uh like as freelancers and um one thing led another and uh my agency was hired by chris zadenshi and i met chris i thought he was taller when i first met him and uh, saw him again a couple of weeks later, and, and we just started t- talking and hanging out, and uh, yeah. And then it was a match made in heaven? I, I don't know. Heaven, maybe, but yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll end up there together. Eventually. I think, uh, didn't he say there's, obviously there were some rough patches at the start. Yeah. What, yeah. What, was, what, was the, what was the worst one? What was like the boyfriend-girlfriend fighting one between you two? It's more like mom and dad. Okay. Who's the um, kid? The business? Yeah, the worst one was we didn't know how to communicate to one another and we didn't have proper workflow yet. So a client came in and we both were just kind of throwing each other under the bus like after the meeting and we both just like really lost it at one another. And so that one was bad. Uh, There was another one where we almost – Got into a fight in the middle of the road, leaving Greek Corner. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was just like, we're like coming up with a plan for a client, and like I was doing it my way, but Chris was like, well, why aren't you doing it my way? And I'm like, I don't know your way, but I like the way that I'm doing it. <laughs> and it was just like, just us not communicating what way we're doing things. And so, but now we are, so it works out. So, but. Then what happened on this street? How did this even happen on a street? Oh, like we were just yelling at each other and like we were like kind of bump. Like we weren't bumping because we were like trying to get across the street to the car. Like we're still going to the same car. <laughs> and like. That is mom and dad. Yeah. It was, just, <laughs> it was just like no fists were ever raised, but there was definitely like we were definitely touched. Like I think we both kind of like were trying to. Oh, chest, chest, yeah, which was the dumbest thing in the world because he knows I like, kill him. <laughs> That's not he's true. Gonna, he's going to try That's to get us. He's going to be like, true. you know, Pete, I need to do another yeah. episode. Just, <laughs> we're going to use your yeah, podcast. Yeah, there wasn't was like any shovel. We were, that, was like, that was like the most intense one, but like seven minutes later, we were fine. That's like, how like that, that's how it always is. It's a good mom and dad, I guess, right? Yeah, like I mean, seven minutes we both cool off. Like we're both stubborn guys. Like we're both very stubborn people, and so we we cool off, and then we're like back to normal. How did all that get fixed? We both realize how stupid we're being. Like that's it. Like no matter if he's right or I'm right or we're both right or whatever. Like, because most of the cases were both right, but like, oh, we have to do it the way. Yeah, it's different rights, but it's also like, what's the right way that we agreed that high five does it, you know? And so whether that's his way, which normally is uh, like, like Chris is like, this is not the way the high five is supposed to do it. And I'm like, this is the way that high five should do it. (laughs) And, and, and and even though the way that I'm doing is getting the job done, it's not the way that we had agreed on. And then we're not communicating to each other correct about that. But now we know how to communicate each other and. You know, if there's a change in, like, the project flow, it's just instead of just doing it without telling anybody, it's like, hey, I'm going to change. I think I should change this up for this reason. Or he's like, hey, I think you should change this up for that reason, so on and so forth. And it's just way better communication. I think the the big thing with communication, too, is not just saying something but then giving the why behind it because then, yeah. then it makes more sense than just saying, hey, my way is better. And then that being the end of a sentence, like, wait, what the fuck? Why is your way better? Yeah, and I think, like, you know, when people say, like, these fights, like, there's never there's never any personal comments made to one another, like, about anything. It's always just, like... Shouldn't get that personal. <laughs> well, yeah, you never get But, like, so people always think, oh, wow, like, you called him, like, a, a, a dumbass or you called him a shithead. I'm like, no, like, 
we're just yelling at each other yeah. about like, you know, you have to, you know, cross out these T's. I'm like, well, I did the I's first. Yeah, fuck your T's. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much like what it is. Like, it's eight. We go, we go alphabet letters first, not the numbers. I'm like, well, the numbers make more sense because. But how, how would high five not? do it? <laughs> yeah, well, numbers or letters? Probably circles. <laughs> like sometimes, Both. like that's yeah. I mean, it just it just symbols. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the majority of the time, it's it's me, just in a hurry, so I do it the way that I want to do it. And Chris will get into this point of the project where he's confused, and it looks like we're super behind because I'm not filling in the right spaces. And so then it's like, well, what's going on? And but that doesn't happen anymore. So. How long did that take for it to adjust? Well. You know, you have to you have to adjust as you adjust as a company. So when it was just four or three of us in the beginning, we had our own way of doing it. Like we had a whiteboard and we had X's that we would mark off, right? And then we got a project management system and that was really loose. We had no information into doing that. So we were just like, all right, cool. This is how we're, we're putting projects up here on it. And then we moved and we brought on like three more people. So then we had to get really more intense project management and workflow. And then that wasn't really working, uh, that the workflow we made. So we, Chris and uh, one of our product managers, Claudio, redid the entire workflow together over like five to six days, which yeah. took me a while to get used to, a long time to get used to. Um, but it's works great now. What's the kind of talking about the more difficult things to try to learn or adjust to? What's, what was the hardest thing for you? It's just change, you know. It's like you're, I'm so used to doing it one way, and then I'm also so busy with everything else that we're doing that I don't feel like I have time to learn the new system. Yeah. And then me getting frustrated would just back everybody else up or uh, back myself up. So it was just like, all right, I just got to learn to do this. And Chris got us this book about it's it's called a uh, oh what's it? It's something about cheese, like all the cheese, and it's about like learning to adapt to change. It's a really great book that we read it together, and so we're still reading it. But it's helping you know learn to adapt to change. Do you guys actually read it together, or at the not same? like we don't call each other from bed. Yeah, I don't. I but don't, we're I don't like, know hey, let's, let's read <laughs> thirty this minutes at the start of each day. We have like um, a little section. <laughs> no, I mean we honestly, that's probably what we both want to do. And after this, I'm probably gonna say like, hey, let's just freaking do this and let's read this book. It's not like. Yeah, it's just it just helps with change and and you adapt to that change and everybody makes mistakes with with things so it's just learning to to fix those mistakes and, and whatnot. That's literally what a business is. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're doing it perfect, something's wrong. Yeah, I think uh, that was one of the things we talked about. One of my first episodes, a couple of things. One, there's never been a business that just went perfect. Right. Like even I mean, you could look at the biggest ones now. Most people don't know how most of them started, but right. I mean. Yeah. You look at the Elon Musk and the uh, Jeff Bezos doing it out of what, a garage yeah, or a basement or some yeah, shit. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's always that story of somebody somewhere, yeah. Yeah, not all of them are like that. And then, uh, well, actually, you know what I do want to jump into, too? Yeah. Because um, you had a couple of things that you were sharing earlier, too. And I think I've been wanting to ask before we even started recording about this Please. Mexico thing. Yeah. So, I, uh, so what was it? You had a... I think we asked Chris what was the like the worst yeah. um, situation or thing that happened, uh, and then I walk in here and Jordan just goes, "Oh yeah, we should talk about that." Or no, he said, talk, "Ask about ask Mexico. me about Mexico." You know, so Chris's answer is, "I'm 100 percent agree with you know with with the handshake deal thing, like you got to have everything in writing. Yeah. Like I mean, it really that that one that one was tough." Um, 
But so we were lucky enough to get hired by a hotel down in Mexico called Playa Viva. And we're all just excited to go film a commercial in Mexico. And I'm leading the project. And we have a great script. We have a great concept. And the script is like, it keeps changing. Like, and, and, but the guy's like, you know, he's, he's excited. He's excited to have me down there. But we keep changing the script. Normally, we have about four scripts max before we like four like, scripts. Yeah, that's it. Like like four renditions of a script. And what they change the actual they change. Yeah, the script? so like what will happen is like High Five will write a script, we'll send it over to the client, and then they'll make their changes, and then we'll adapt to those changes and make any changes that need to. We'll send it back. By that time, I'd say ninety eight percent of it, it's it's done. Yeah, you know, if, if something changes, like they're not doing this programming, we're moving whatever. We did 32 versions of the script, and in fact, we landed Jesus. we landed in Mexico. And we didn't have a script because they kept changing it. And, I was say, how- and I, I kept letting them. And because I was so excited about going to Mexico, I didn't want to lose it, which was like just not the way to handle things. Like you really have to like, hey, yeah, you got to stay s- strong. Yeah. So like we land, and um, like it was so cool being down there. It was a fun logistical experience, and the, the product came out really great. And there's this funny screenshot I have is I FaceTimed Chris from the pool because there's all these humpback whales, and he's just getting his hair cut. We're both just laughing, like, look at us. Look at this. And, um, <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, but just, like, the whole experience of being there was crazy. Like, they're like, all right, yeah, you know, so, so we want to kind of change some things up. We're going to put about 50 people on camera. We're like, the fuck you are? No, you're not. You're not having 50 people talk. Like, that's not at all oh, in the like scope. 50 people talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, they wanted to have 50 Jesus people talk Christ. in this commercial. And then, you know, they didn't understand that, like, even though we're there for four days, we're only filming two of those days because that's what the budget is. Yeah. You know, we're still, even though we're there, we're not just going to get up and film, you know. So it was me, it was, it was the biggest mistake for me, I think, was just not putting my foot down. And even though everything came out great, was perfect, just the stress of landing in Mexico, not having shit, getting to the hotel and learning like we still don't have a script because they don't want to cre- help us create a script was pretty crazy. And like I keep like there's a folder over there and I keep a lot of my scripts and I keep a lot of the stuff like I think it's fun to keep. And the, there was like seven renditions, even when we agreed on the final one. And I just I just kept like letting them push me over because I didn't want them to take Mexico away. So that to me was my biggest business mistake. But do you, it also sounds like it might be your biggest mistake, but also one you might not have changed if you could go back. I do. I mean, do you think if you would have stood strong on that one that they would have pulled out? No, not at all. Ah. Yeah. Like, like they need, like they would not have, but I think they knew we were excited and, and, and Uh, they kind of like took advantage of you guys. I don't think they took advantage of us, but they, they situation, they took our excitement and they built on that excitement. And so we got each other excited and just kept going and going, going. And that happens a lot with when you have like a really cool, exciting client, you also have to maintain like, Hey, everyone's trying to make a living here and get the job done. Yeah. Like if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Huh? But yeah. Did you guys get trashed in Mexico? No, we worked like the whole time. Yeah. So it's funny. Like it was in the height of COVID. It was February, 2021. Okay. Like height of COVID. And we get to the first night. We had a few drinks. Uh, everyone at the hotel, it's mask-free. So it's the first time anybody in our crew has been mask-free. Like, everyone there has quarantined. Like, everyone's safe. And a gnarly stomach bug was going around camp, like, around the resort. And so our director of photography, Ben, was just dying on the last day. I felt so bad oh. for him. 
Um, but we, yeah, we, Costa Rica. We, yeah, I mean, every night we drank these. Um, what were they? Some type of margarita, which was pretty great. But like, we fall asleep at like eight o'clock, man, because you're just exhausted. Not even exhausted. Up early too, right? No, no. Like you're just you're maybe like ten o'clock. You're falling asleep. Because you're literally on the Pacific Ocean. You're hearing these waves. You're in a treehouse with natural breeze coming through. There's no Wi-Fi. Uh, it was just relaxing. So it was nice. Huh. It was nice. Look at that. Yeah, it was fun. I was the only one from High Five that got to go. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That- Chris, like, at that moment in time, we were the busiest we had ever been at the time. So Chris and Mitch stayed back here. And they, at the same time, had launched an international campaign for a digital asset for us over in London, which was really cool. So, like, we had a whole week of just, like, all international, which was really awesome. So how, how often do you get to travel normally? Or is that um, kind of vary? Not it, it varies. Like, I mean, travel can range from going to Kissimmee to going to Sanford. But the, the most we've traveled for work, and we've only traveled once out of the state for work, and it's to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. All like, we have, we have clients that are all over the country and, and now all over the world. But you know everything's done remotely. Yeah. You know? So. Um, okay. Yeah. So with your background, did was cho- like a cholo dogs and Orlando shirt? Was that even like? Uh no. Anything so you were... cholo dog was Chris's idea, and uh, his, it was his dreams. It was, yeah, yeah, he had it. That's right. He had a dream. He woke up his now wife, and it's like yo. So cholo dog, you know, there's one element that Chris had left out is when we met up at Graffiti Junction. Um. I had just gone to a talk from a guy uh, who his company made a fake tequila bottle and for a guy's birthday, you know, so they made him a fake tequila brand and they put it on Instagram and Mount Gay Rum saw it and they hired them on the spot. They're like, you guys, we want to work with you. So I told Chris this and, and he's like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, let's make some fake brands. Like, let's do it. And. So we created a list of fake brands, which one was Orlando Moonshots, one was rebranding the Orlando Magic, one was Cholo Dogs. I think there was like a pizza place that I wanted to do. Uh, the Orlando Moonshots was like a baseball team we wanted to create, and there, there may have been like one or two more. And at the time, I was... Sounds so fun. It was, yeah. <laughs> at the time, I was working with Wally's when, during the reopening, and he's like, I need a hot dog cart here. And I text Chris, I'm like, yo... This guy says he needs a hot dog cart. Yeah. <laughs> and we like went and we looked at a few. We didn't like him. And then I told we told a few people and uh Yeah, it just happened. <laughs> so it was, it was kinda it was kinda crazy. Orlando shirts, I knew I know the sisters as well. And uh I had done a TV show in Orlando called Brunch Bros. And we wore Orlando shirts on that show. So but I never thought that we would own it. Like, so that was kind of crazy when cool little. Yeah, we're sitting in like I'm sitting in Seattle. I'm cold. My knee hurts because I my ACL's torn, and I'm, uh, I'm definitely not high. And Chris is like, "Yo, what if we bought Orlando shirts?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "I just talked to the sisters. Like, we can make it work." Was this at the airport or? <sighs> I don't know. He said he, he like finalized the thoughts on that flighter. Yeah, I think I think he texted me it like what, like two days after we came home and like. We so we landed from Seattle when he's think, thinking about that stuff, and he uh, was heading to an event on, called College Park on the Drive, right? So he booked it out of there, and then me and the other guys were just taking our time, like, all right, that was a fun trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, hey, we'll see you there. 
And then me and Jeff, who was, is one of our team members, Jeff is the chief operating officer for Cholo Dogs. We had to get to a Cholo Dogs event that night. Oh, damn. Yeah, so I'm going there, and then I meet up with Chris over at College Park on the Drive, and I go back to finish up Cholo Dogs, and I go back and find Chris and wherever him and his friends had gone. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to get some sleep. And I think it was like I had just was waking up or something, but, yeah, he texted me, and I was like, what? All right, yeah, <laughs> let's think about this. And now we own it. <laughs> It's weird. I mean, it's awesome, but it's it's like, whoa, okay. Do you guys? So, do you guys have like this natural now rule of thumb that if one of y'all have a dream about some weird shit, you guys like brainstorm it out, write it out, or? Yeah, I mean, we've told each other like if you like a business idea and a dream, we'll tell each other. But like, many of my dreams are just. I'm not gonna say what they are, but like, like I had a dream about like this pizza place and this bagel concept that I really want to do, and so like we we go and we get like. Like Whatever the bagel name bites, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like these mini pe- mini bagels, and you're making pizza. Isn't that already exists? I'm fucking with you. Oh, I was like, yo, wait, no, no, no. I like, I like, man. like a restaurant, like a, a pizza restaurant. And then Chris has an idea for another food concept. And so what we'll do is we'll tell each other this, and then we'll buy the domain of whatever the name we want to call it, and then we get like the Instagram handle, and then nothing happens because we get so busy with something else. But <laughs> they're there. They're, they exist. They're How there. How many domain names do y'all have combined or total? Like maybe fifteen. Okay. Yeah, maybe a fifteen thousand. So is it kind of is it kind of like a gambling? You're all version of gambling where you're just like, hey, we'll just pick I all these and one of these hands will. No, hit. no, I don't think it's gambling because it's like I think it's a long term investment. It's like ten bucks, you know, for the year. Yeah. If that, and normally like I'll buy it out of my pocket or he'll buy it out of his pocket. And we'll just sit on it, just like in case, yeah. you know, just in case. And I can tell you now, we're too busy to do any of it right now, which is a great thing That's to a have. Good thing, yeah. But you know, eventually we want to do all that stuff. If you had to put your money on it, which of those do you think would take off or get hit first? He, uh, I think it's a tie. Okay. And I think it's a tie for two reasons: one, how easy his concept is to create, and then two, like how we both like, like we both like. Both the concepts, but like there's a bagel concept, and then he has this like Cuban style snack concept. I am Cuban, so let's. Yeah, I see your hat says Cuban. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, In case anyone doesn't so, know the flag. Like the both concepts are very cool, and, and I think we're both passionate about those concepts. So I think those two would be the ones that hit first. But I could be wrong, and we might come up with something in 20 minutes. Kind of switching up. Because I was, I'm just thinking of all the all the Please. businesses you guys do too. Yeah. Well, one, do you have like a favorite, or more of like your your baby? You know, I, I think my baby is Cholo Dogs. Okay. So when we started High Five, the agreement was like Chris would be eighty percent High Five, or like Chris would be eighty percent High Five, twenty percent Cholo Dogs in terms of like working a week, and I would be eighty percent Cholo Dogs, twenty percent High Five. How, like, how, I was, did, how did that come about if he had the Cholo idea and you obviously have that the long background of... Because, uh, like, I mean, he had the idea of Cholo Dogs, but we, we created it together. You know, the menu, uh, like, he had... I think we probably both have... Our, our DNA is all over the, the menu. Um, and just the concept and how it worked and, the, like, everything we did together other than he had the dream first. I just, you know, and I wasn't next to him in bed. <laughs> like that's that we know of. No, no, I, I promise. I, <laughs> I promise I wasn't. So, and I really liked working the cart, and and I was creating a community of people who Cholo Dogs can reach out to, a community of fans, and you know regulars, 
and working the cart. You know, Chris didn't like working the cart. Chris wanted to, you know, get more serious with his girlfriend. I was single. So he was getting more serious with his girlfriend, spending more time. You can't spend time with, you know, someone you want to spend your mm-hmm. life with when you're working the side of running a hot dog cart. Yeah. So, you know, it was just me working the cart and it was great. We were crushing it. And then once COVID hit, it was like, oh, shit. So, but yeah, that's why we, we agreed to do that for Trollo Dogs and High Five. And it'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll work on High Five when we need to do like any type of video type of thing. And we'll just go over the numbers together at the end of every month. Like, who knows how long that would have lasted, yeah. you know, the pandemic not happened and, and whatnot. But once the pandemic hit, it was like a real like, whoa, shift. But, you know, he, he Chris really led us into a really cool area of marketing during the pandemic. So behind him was pretty great. Now, now talking about that too, now knowing that cholo dogs is you're more of your baby yeah when the pandemic hit what was what was your whole thought process from when it happened maybe pivoting point or so i would say from like april well march to june it was just like let's keep it going on social media and I, we we came up with this idea to have people make their own crazy hot dog at home and they would send it to us, and then Chris would make some dope-ass art to go on it. And then you could vote on it. So we had foodies. We had regular fans. That's we had, cool. like, seven rounds of it uh, during the pandemic. So that was kind of keeping Cholo Dogs alive during the pandemic uh, in terms of That's just, like – And so many people would want to just do it. Yeah, the, the brand awareness. Yeah, yeah. people were just having fun because they are staying at yeah. home. And, and I remember at one point I went to go check on the cart. It had been, like, a month and a half. And that was pretty – emotional for me like because that like because it was me in the cart like i was operating cholo dogs from a you know restaurant management standpoint of like i'm the guy who's making the hot dog didn't have a staff then uh and then we opened up the store and you know we got three really great things in the store we got jeff who's now in charge uh jeff's girlfriend emily will, will work sometimes and then jeff brought dom so it was, it was, it was cool the store you know, they let I had the opportunity to, you know, I heard that they were opening up Market of Magnolia and I told Chris and he supported 100 percent of the way. And then when we realized, like, oh, this fucking sucks, like we shut it down. So, yeah, but that it, it, I wasn't too scared of Cholo Dogs. Like, I mean, we depleted our bank account pretty hard, but together we, you know, we bounced. We freaking bounced back hard. And the, the overhead on that is pretty low, at least at that point. Uh no, because like you, we still had to up our insurance. We still had to get gas, propane, um, hot dogs, masks, gloves, hand sanitizer, like so much extra stuff now. I mean, it wasn't high, but it wasn't low. Yeah, yeah. So was it? Well, how how quick after the pandemic hit, shit yeah. hit the fan? Did you have the cart going back? Uh, I just got a notification a couple days ago. It, it took minus the store, or. Yeah, minus the store was no, yeah, minus the store. It was October sixteenth, twenty twenty one. So, what? March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So seven months. I say August or October. October. Yeah, October seventeenth. So seven months took seven months for the cart to get back out and running again. Of two thousand twenty, not twenty one. No, two thousand. 2020, Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was like, that's a year and seven months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two thousand twenty. <laughs> that's a long ass time. Was it two? Yeah, it's, we'll say, yeah, it's yeah, 2020. March 2020. Yeah, yeah, March, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, March 2020 to October 2020, the cart did not run. And then we got it back and running, and yeah. What's what's your favorite part of having four businesses? And what's your least favorite? 
My least favorite is having four businesses. <laughs> um, you, are you an organized person naturally? Look at my office. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not <laughs> at all. Like, and, and I want to be so much more organized. Like, it's painful and it, and it hurts. And I need to be more disciplined. Um, but that that's what my whole life needs is more discipline. Um, but my favorite part is, you know, creating it with my friends. Like, it's cool. Like, everyone we create, like Chris and I are great friends. So, like, getting to create this stuff with him is really awesome. And, uh, you know, the people that we work with are just freaking amazing. So getting to create stuff with them and, and showing them, like, their stuff coming to life is really cool. I was actually just listening uh, to a Joe Rogan podcast. He had the... Uh, Alex was, Jones on? No, he was the oh. producer of... Uh, he produced music for, like, Kanye, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nice. Um, Aerosmith. Like, he was, like, one of those, mm-hmm. like, first pioneer directors. And he was... Uh, he was talking about how, like, when he first got started, he never knew anything about producing or anything. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, it's just cool that my hobby turned into, like, he's like, I always thought I had a hobby and I had to find a job to make money. And he's like, it's just cool that, you know, my hobby turned into a job that kept making money, yet yeah. I still only viewed it as a hobby. And I was like, yeah. that's just, I mean, that, that guy's like 70 plus years old. And oh, yeah, his yeah. whole life, he's just like, I never really worked. <laughs> like, I just awesome. love that shit. I mean, like, this, I don't think any of this feels like work to us yet. Yeah. Like, I think we're still having a lot of fun. When do you think that part would come? So when I quit. Yeah, when I, when I share, sell my shares. The second this starts feeling like work, and the second that I'm not happy coming into work, then I'm done. That's do my, my policy for everything. Do you think, and obviously I know you don't want to, like, think of the worst. What do you think? would be the most obvious thing to you on why it might get to that point you think just maybe it gets too big do you think it i have no idea to be honest with you like and it's we're not even close to that point yet that's good but yeah my policy in life has always been the second that i'm at home and i don't want to go to work because i generally don't like it is the last time i'll be going to that job that, that was probably the first time I said, I need to own my own business. Yeah. When yeah. I was like, I just, I fucking hate getting up to go to work. Yeah, it doesn't even have to do with owning your own business. It's about the culture. It's about who's there. You know, it's about how they treat you as a human being. Mm-hmm. You're not just, you know, a worker. Yeah. You know, so, and then, it, yeah, so that's, yeah. And, and I love coming to, I call this place HQ2 because there's a second office. So I love coming to HQ2 every day. So it's great. Well, do you guys, do you guys both work out of the same building? Yeah, he, his office is right behind you. Yeah. What do you guys what do you guys share the most? Air. <laughs> uh what do we share the most? Yeah, just it could be anything. I know it's a very open question. I don't know why I even thought of it. What do we share the most? Whether it's food, whether it's a pen, whether it's jokes, whether it's an employee. <laughs> uh, not in that way. I don't <laughs> We don't do that here. Now, um what do we share the most? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think we've ever shared anything. Like, in a, like a sense that like, it could, hey, it's mine. I mean, we've sure, I'm sure we've shared nachos and fries before. Is that maybe the most? <laughs> I, honestly, I, I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like a dating show. Like, I wonder what he does, would say. Does memories count? Yeah, I'm curious maybe. what he would say. What if we shared the most? I, I think we share a wall. That's what we share right now. We share a wall. Well, no, fuck, no, we share bank accounts. There you That's go. That's what we share, yeah. <laughs> the most thing we share is bank accounts. That's what it is. I was like, it's got to be something. Now, yeah. I feel like I should ask him that question. I, yeah, I'm sure before we leave, we'll, we, he's somewhere here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so, we, I, I've been seeing on your videos the Jimmy Hula's yeah. and Universal. Mm-hmm. 
So that that all I I've always loved filming. Oh yeah. I've just never gotten into it. Like even yeah. in middle school, that was in film class. Uh, high school, I did film and drama. Where, where are I you put from? together are you from a here? nice, huh? Are you I from am. Here? Okay. Yeah, like Timber Creek. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I actually, uh, I was in drama or I was in film class with Chase Stokes from Outer Banks. <laughs> I hate that show, but I love it so much. Okay, I was like, oh god, like I love to hate that show. It's so bad. Oh, I, does he listen yeah. to this podcast? Well, I had Duvin on and. Oh, I love the Duvin guys. We're all yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Chase was like a big yeah, dude. supporter for Chase, Duvin. thanks for helping Duvin, but you need to get an acting <laughs> coach, man. Like, <laughs> you need to read those scripts. It was funny that, uh, yeah, he went to, literally went to Timber Creek High School, went to yeah. drama class. Um, interesting dude. Interesting dude. I've never met him, but I've watched Outer Banks because I love treasure hunting shows. And I was like so excited. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, no, because it came out during the pandemic. Yeah. And, like, a couple of friends of mine from college, we were all, like, we, we have a group chat, and it is called OBX. And we text, we all binged watch the first season together. We binge watch the second season together. Now we're going to binge watch the third. It, but if you go to that group it, chat. it come out? It's coming out soon. If you go to our group chat, we have not texted since, this, like, we lost the last episode. It was, that, it was just over at that moment. Like, we're like, all right, we're done. We don't need to talk to you. Like, we're, they're, they're bringing delete it back. The, delete. No, it's not, I don't have it deleted, but bring it back. Um. Yeah, so what about filming? Oh, yeah. So, well, fuck, how does that all go about? Because that's the whole production. Yes. And so, like, Jimmy Hula's, for example, we, you know, and that was the other problem with Mexico is, like, what you do is, for Jimmy Hula's, you meet with Jimmy Hula's, you come up with a concept, like, all right, cool, let's go do a location scout. Let's go look at these locations with our own eyes, take our own pictures, get a sense of the area ourselves uh, so we know what our limitations are, what we can, cannot do. So, you know, I drove to St. Augustine, did the there, went to New Smyrna, went to the beach, went everywhere we went, uh, came home, put it all together, see what worked, what didn't work. In Mexico, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. I couldn't go do a location scout there. So that's how that works. You always do a location scout first so you can get a grasp of the area. With Universal, it's a little different because guests are a factor. Yeah. So you get a lot of pictures, but they're like, we don't know what way traffic is going to be flowing that day. They create a what's called a bubble for you, and so they'll move a lot of people out. Like now, if we were doing a full scale broadcast commercial, they'll block it. Off. They would block off so much of it. But you know what we were doing is we were not doing a full scale commercial. We were not doing anything for Universal specifically. We were honoring one of their uh, employees, so it was just this very smaller bubble that they created. But it's it's always fun and cool because all these tourists are looking like, oh my god, look, they're filming a TV show. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So then I seem like the big shot director. Like, which is really cool. Do you just start doing extra extra stuff just oh, to get, does, get yeah, attention? Yeah, yeah, everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> What's the move? Oh, you, the director point. You're, you're standing next to someone and you're pointing somewhere in the distance. That's like, oh, it's called the director point. How many heads turn? I don't, I I'm like, not looking, so oh, I don't know. man. I would have to like, I want to see yeah. all the people that are like, what is he pointing at? Well, the thing that they like too is they see Video Village, which is there's all of our monitors so we can see what the cameras are showing. And so people love doing that and they like seeing that and that's like, oh, cool. And so... The funny part is, is like seeing these people, like like you see them at a distance from all like tapping each other, and and we're not filming, so we're like kind of looking at the distance, we're waiting for something to reset, and you can see them all start to take out their phones and start filming. So these people are filming us making a video that's only going to be seen by twenty people at an award <laughs> show. They'll never see. There's like like <clears throat> like they're from this award show. There's probably be five hundred people there, and they're filming this and they're putting it on their social media like TV live, you know, which is super Big cool. Hit. <laughs> yeah, like saw it like. You know, ding, and we're just like, no one's seeing 
this. Like, this isn't going to be public stuff. Like, a guy jumped in front of the camera today and, like, to try to get in the background. And we're like, all right, cool, man. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> it's an award. Like, how is he going to find this footage? Like, 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 is he going to be searching so for years? Dude, year, and he's never going to find yeah, it. Yeah. That's, see, that can, like, it is the only place it is right there is in that silver hard drive. <laughs> this guy's this man is never going to get it. Once a week, once he, a month. He was a universal. grown man adult. That's, oh. It was weird. But yeah, so that's how you always do locations, scout, and then you film, and then you think you're done when you're done filming. No, you got to come back here in this office and you got to edit it, go through all the footage. You know, you're filming for 14 hours a day, right? You're, you're looking all through four, all 14 hours of footage. You have to go through every single frame. This is how I feel just with editing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, like, I remember the first time I was editing, I was like, damn, all that passion that I had to start this thing is eliminating real fucking fast. The, for me, with a video, it's. It's eliminated like right away when I look at all the footage. I'm like, oh. oh god! But then I start piecing it together. Then it comes back, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah! Like our mm. thing is coming to life. It's really cool. Yeah, yours, but you get to do a whole visual. Like, yes, I do. I the get, audio part of it, like <laughs> you can't storyboard. I, and then, yeah. yeah. So we like we storyboard everything, uh, and then yeah. So it's which is pretty fun. So okay, and then so. With it all, are you guys doing like a – is it a commercial? Are you directing? Yeah. I know that you create a script. Yeah, so – How it, much of it is you guys? How much is, is it of the – whoever you're shooting for? So it's it's about 90% us, 10% them. So we write the script and they tell us what they want the script to have and include and then they'll make the changes. But, yeah, then the directing, it's always good to have good talent. So like our client, Frank Itzen, he's a lawyer. He's so much fun and he's such a great talent. We've done – we've made him Elvis – Doc from Back to the Future. We got a DeLorean. We've made some really fun commercials with him. And those are commercials. And then we'll also do his TikToks, you know. And so they're just TikToks. So, but it's always good to have good talent, which is helpful. But if there's not good talent, you know, me, my job as a director on set is to loosen that talent up. You know, have them shake out the jitters. You know, I'll make them sing. We'll just get them loose so, you know, they're happy and they're relaxed. So this giant camera and lights in their face don't freak them out because they're not used to that. So, yeah. If you ever need anyone, I'm in. All right, cool. Yeah, we 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 go to the like our our talent pool is a lot of our friends, so we'll I'm give you so a shout. Out. Yeah, show them the video that we just did. I don't, this is my interview right now. All right, let's see it. Well, let's bring the video. What video? Yeah, the one at Purple Oceans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. did you like do a fake acting thing? Yeah, I directed it. Oh, I oh. created the idea and I acted in it. Let's see it. That's fresh. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, right through the line not though. what i was expecting but i appreciated it it was really good was so good. now you get to go back and edit all of that silence and then oh she edits the podcast yeah wow where'd you find her good for you she did all all the stuff that i'm too old to do that i don't I'm you're not. too old to edit a podcast no i mean i'll edit the audio but oh yeah that's what I'm that's talking about. The, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're gonna go the get video. Yeah, I do the podcast itself, the, yeah. all the extra nice stuff. And you do yeah. social media. All right, cool. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do social media. <laughs> I don't even know how I got my the Outdoor Kitchen company to a thousand followers. I thought that was like the biggest thing I ever did. I was like, holy Congratulations. shit! Congratulations! I, I have like nine posts. Don't have a trophy, but I, I don't. I, I don't even. Want I, got a a, I got a medal. I think I had enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> little happiness inside. I was like, dude, I put like seven posts on there. There's nothing cool on it. Whatever. I got yeah. a thousand. That's cool. It's cool as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anything else from Chris's episode that you wanted to either add to, give your 
perspective on. My show is called ESPNU Road Trip, not College Game Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he said that. You know what's funny? He even apologized to me. Well, even before we even started recording, I brought up the uh, – or he brought it up and then said, it's not College Game Day, it's something else. Yeah. And then on the recording, he's like, he called it College Game Day. I was like, bro, I know, right before was, we started this so recording, you told me it was not College Game yeah. Day. <laughs> like, what, should I correct you right now? It was, it was funny. Um, well, is there anything you have? Dude, that's um, yeah. If you're gonna email me, get my company name right. Who? Inquiry on Gocho Dog. Gocho. Yeah, just people emailing Cholo. Oh, I was like, yo, did I spell that wrong? No. I was like, what the? F-? What if I called you out on your freaking podcast? That'd be hilarious. No, that's it, dude. Now you get the other side. You get, you get the <laughs> other side of it now. How about it? Yeah. yeah. So, and you actually started. He said it was your idea for the parking party. Parking lot party. Yeah. I mean. Kind of. Um, we both were in agreement that we needed to have an event. You know, we needed to get people outside. And I just, I kind of headed it all up. And, you know, I still head it up today. And uh, I, was like an, I felt like when he told me that, I was like, that sounds like that just made too much sense for you guys to just have that <laughs> yeah, little extra dude, piece. Like our first three, it, it was pouring rain each one and every truck sold out. Our last four, every truck has sold out. It's been amazing. Like, Orlando shows up, dude. It's great. You know, if there's a good event with good vendors, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, so it's really cool. I think that's, I think it's getting even more popular than, I think that's another benefit from the pandemic that now everyone's like, we just want to be outside yeah. and social and, and the enjoy The weather moments. is about to be beautiful. So, like, I don't know when this podcast will air. Do you know when this will air? Uh, this one I could probably do by next week. Then perfect, because uh, our next one is October 29th, and it's at Wally's. Oh, cool! And uh, it's like a it's a celebration of Black Magic Pizza. So he's taking his favorite concepts, and he's like, "Hey, can I have them here for the parking lot party?" We're like, "Yeah, they're all great concepts." Like, Troll Dog, Smoke Me Meats, Past Progressive, Brappin' Cabs or Crabs, which is like a new one. Uh, El Tito, uh, just a lot of stuff. So you know, you get really good food in the parking lot on a Friday night. People love to to come and hang out. You guys gotta come. Dude, I might. Should I just bring this thing and then start? No, it's going to be too busy for like, ah. people to get interviewed, but it's like, I, yeah. I, I like where your head's at. I like that. I was, yeah. I was saying that. Get like one question for every truck or something. I mean, you could probably do that. Yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You your phone, yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, too. But yeah, I'm glad you guys came by. Yeah, man. Well, hey, good seeing you. Good meeting Wonderful you. Wonderful to see you. We got to get Orlando City tickets next year. I have them, man. Oh, I'm in. Dude, come sit with us. I need to be better. I need yeah. to be better. That's the, You saw the jersey swap video, right? Where the goalie gave me his jersey? No. Yeah, the away goalie. That talked so much shit to him. Yeah, right there, Steve <laughs> Clark. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, he just like out of respect, he was like, yeah. yo. Yeah, he was like, to- yo, that was great. And he, we switched we switched jerseys. That's a, that's also dope of him to be like, yo, that's Dude, part of the was, game. Respect that. He, he was fucking legit. That's cool. cool. That's well, thanks. Cool. Let's get down to business. Well, so are you, are you a Mulan fan? Mulan? Nothing? No. Let's like, get down to business. <laughs> We can fight the odds. I think I watched that one movie, that movie one time. Bro, that's a and great movie. I even, you know, it's fucking crazy. I remember exactly where I was. I was in Siesta Key on a vacation when I was like eight years old. Lombo Key Club? No. Oh. But I remember we were doing one of those days where we go to every, like, we start at eight o'clock and we just go from movie to movie theater. 
all day for, and watch like four movies together as like a little family. And Wait, really you buy say that ticket. like that's like a normal thing. Like you do one of those days? I've never heard of that. No one did that back in the day? No. You get like one ticket for like an 8 a.m. and then you just have like a little plan of like, hey, after that movie, this movie starts, we'll go watch that one. Let's watch four fucking movies. Fun. Man, maybe I was just a really poor Cuban boy, and we were like, oh, that's how we get cool. watch four I, movies I, when, I, when I lived in Charlotte. I thought it was just a fun idea. <laughs> I, I lived in Charlotte over Christmas because I'm Jewish. I would I would do that to the movie theater. I came up with a plan. I ordered Chinese food to a movie theater, and it was great. That's fucking cool. But, yeah, no, that's a, yeah, you need, you need to watch Mulan. And if that's not the clip for Instagram, I'm going to be pissed. Done. All right. <laughs> Noted. You see that one TikTok? You got a TikTok? Yeah. 